The slow-flowing waters of the River Blackwater form the border between the counties of Armagh and Tyrone in Northern Ireland. Along the banks of this river there lived a young man by the name of Dinny Hughes, who was known for having a temper that was so terrible that they say the likes of it had never been seen before. He was a man who simply could not control his mouth or the venomous words that he spat out at all he met. People avoided crossing his path, fearing that he would bring his foul language and dark curses down upon them. But Dinny's greatest joy was to take his victims by surprise and devise new curses and oaths that could be added to his already large armory of insults. Such was the reputation that had grown up around Dinny Hughes that there were virtually none of his neighbors who would talk to him, or converse with him at any time. In fact, most people dreaded the possibility of meeting him on a local road, for they were convinced that some dark demon had taken possession of him and that was why he enjoyed tormenting others with his cruel words. Yet, despite his villainous reputation and bad temper, Dinny had forged a good friendship with another man of similar age, who was known to everyone as Jimmy Kelly. He had heard the stories and listened to the warnings of others that he would be better off if he was free of company such as Dinny Hughes, but he chose to ignore them. These two young men appeared to enjoy each other's company and on many a day they could be seen wandering the local roads or roaming over the green fields of the parish but never straying too far from home. Then, one day, despite their remarkably close friendship, there were bitter words exchanged between the two men, which developed into bad-tempered name-calling and, finally, vicious blows. Beneath the warm summer sun punch followed punch, all made with great effort and in a way that could damage their opponent in the most painful way. As they fought, they perspired copiously, their breaths becoming increasingly heavier as their chests heaved wearily and they became unsteady on their feet. The fight continued with no man gaining mastery over the other and, after an hour of constant struggle, the battle ended with both men simply collapsing to the ground in exhaustion. Both men were racked with pain and exhaustion and left enfeebled like two infant children, and although the pummeling with fists had ceased the tirade of vicious curses and words continued to pour from those breathless voices. Dinny screamed aloud and uttered a terrible curse that was quickly followed by a dark oath, which saw him swear to have his vengeance and bring about the death of Jimmy Kelly. Even if he was himself dead, he made an oath to reach out from his grave and keep his promise like an avenging angel. Quite unexpectedly, Three days after the violent encounter that had taken place between the two men, Dinny suddenly became extremely ill and despite the best efforts of other he died within hours. Jimmy Kelly, for one, was relieved at the news of his former friend's passing. He had been deeply upset by Dinny's villainous oath against him and now that he was dead there was no longer any need to fear him. The oath, like Dinny himself, was now buried six feet below the ground and there was no chance of him rising again from there. Death, Jimmy believed was the great equalizer, being the fate of all whether rich or poor, strong or weak. From the grave the rich man no longer held power over the poor, and the strong man no longer had mastery over those who were weak. Jimmy Kelly's sense of contentment would only last a short time, however, and would be shattered like a broken mirror by a dream that brought with it a dire warning for his future. The dream shook Jimmy so much that all his newfound courage quickly left him, and his life became filled with a constant sense of menace. In this vision Jimmy had seen himself standing alone in a lush green field, where he was suddenly confronted with the terrifying image of a huge black bull charging down on him. As the beast's great head stormed toward him, Jimmy could see the bull's eyes glowing red like burning coals, which made the huge creature appear to be some unearthly horned demon. Jimmy was immediately frozen to the spot as fear and terror gripped his body and he now stood before the charging beast as if rooted to the ground. On three occasions that great black demon bull charged toward Jimmy, 
wounding him on each occasion with its long, sharp, and magnificently curved horns. Finally, panting breathlessly and sweating profusely, Jimmy awoke from his dream and called out, What is happening? As he arose in the bed. Has the devil allowed the dead to take the form of a huge black bull to attack and kill the likes of me? This is Dinny at work, trying to bring me to that dark destruction he promised, and I have stared into those fierce, evil burning eyes of a demon summoned from hell. The reality of his dream came to him only one short month later, when Jimmy did find himself alone in a lush green field and saw a great black bull come charging toward him. Just as in the dream, the great bull struck him three times and he felt the excruciating pain inflicted on his body by those sharp and massive horns. Almost as quickly as it had appeared this vision vanished without trace except for Jimmy, lying on the ground, writhing in pain but incredibly happy to be still alive. He was also grateful for the period of peace and quiet that followed this strange incident, allowing Jimmy to reflect on what had happened to him and how he had been lucky to escape the full wrath of Dinny's dark oath. It wasn't too long before Jimmy Kelly received a new warning that came to him, once again, as he slept and that cold deep fear that he had felt before now returned and filled his heart. On this occasion the warning came in the form of a great black goat that stood on its hind legs and, with satanic eyes glowing like the embers in a turf fire, it leapt forward to attack Jimmy. Once again, he awoke breathlessly panting and with his body soaked in sweat. Maybe the devil has given him less strength this time, Jimmy told himself, but I still have a dark encounter to face. This beast is big and strong, and, on this occasion, it will be attacking me with all its four feet off the ground. As before the vision that was presented to Jimmy quickly became a reality. In the green field the image a great black goat suddenly appeared before him and immediately threw its full weight and strength into a head-on charge. On this occasion Jimmy was to endure three separate attacks from the goat until he was finally left lying prostrate on the ground, racked in agony with every bone in his body filled with pain. He could not move. He did not want to move because the terror that now filled his mind. But, after two or three weeks of rest and care his wounds began to heal and peace returned to him once more, just prior to a third visit of a dark dream. This dream was different in that Jimmy saw himself standing in the lane that ran between his house and the green field when, suddenly, a large black turkey cock flew down from above to attack him. Still sleeping, Jimmy let out a loud and hearty laugh that awoke him. Still laughing, Jimmy told himself, sure, that old devil mustn't have much left to him when he thinks that I'll be afraid of being overpowered and destroyed by a turkey cock, especially after what I've been through. Does the fool imagine that a fine, stout-hearted man such as myself would ever be afraid of a bird? Several days later Jimmy began laughing aloud as he stood in the lane and saw the big black turkey cock begin to sweep down toward him. His laughter ceased immediately when the big bird attacked him and, with one blow, split Jimmy's skull with its large beak that looked more like a big, sharp knife. The second and third strikes that the turkey made dashed Jimmy's brains and scattered the gray matter onto the brown, dusty lane. This is how Jimmy Kelly suffered a terrible death, just as was promised by Dinny Hughes when he uttered his dark oath. Dinny had accomplished his evil curse and the grave had proven itself to be unable to protect Jimmy as he believed it would. As we all travel through this world, we are very much aware of where we are and what we might expect. But about that place to which we travel after death we know absolutely nothing. The passing of our spirit from our dead body is probably the most mysterious and frightening event that we can contemplate. In an older time in Ireland the people held a belief that the spirit of a person passes from the body of the deceased through the joint in their skull. Our mouths speak our evil to the world, while our eyes have seen the evil that has occurred, and our ears have heard the evil that is spoken of, 
and quite rightly the ancients ask what right and fitting passage would allow our spirit to leave our body without being exposed to evil. In a society ruled by men there were, of course, claims made that there were certain differences between the male and the female skull. The truth of these differences is alleged to be demonstrated by the fact that it is the female who endures the most painful departure from the flesh.